Hello there, and welcome to the exciting world of HIP. This is a new departure in language instruction. For English-speaking people who want to talk to and be understood by jazz musicians, hipsters, beatniks, juvenile delinquents, and the criminal friends. Bonjour, madame. Bonjour, monsieur. Nous allons, grâce à ce disque créé spécialement pour vous, essayer de tirer ensemble le maximum de qualité sonore de votre chaîne haute fidélité. Sit back, relax, and close your eyes.
eyes. Their choice don't seem to matter They've got swollen breasts and lips that 
January 27th, Gainesville, Florida. Today is a day off, kind of. It's about 8.30 at night, and my day off started about an hour and a half ago. Last night was Orlando, Florida, our first time there. About an hour after the doors opened, Joe and Ratman said they were recognizing some of the fuckers that kicked Ratman in the head from the other night in Tampa. We knew that they were not there to see Black Flag. We all got ready. I was excited. I was almost happy they were there. I was hoping they would start something so I could crack one of their skulls wide open. Joe and I were at the soundboard keeping an eye on things. I turned around and they were all standing right there. I turned around and just stared at them. I couldn't help but start laughing. I wanted to kill them so bad I could barely contain myself. So I just stared. Eventually they went away. By then the security was hip to what was going on. They wanted a piece of the action too. A Cuban bouncer came up to me and said, I hope one of those faggots starts some shit. And then he pulls out the stiletto and flicks the blade in and out. This is my last night. I don't give a fuck. All the bouncer guys got into it and started to stare at the skinheads. One went up to them and said, If you start any shit, you're all going to get hurt, and then you're going to get thrown out. We played our set. They did their normal thing. Cheap shot people smaller than they were. They tried to give a shit, but they were too easy to cut down. I got in some good one-liners. Well, you know what they always say. If you can't do it yourself, get about ten of your friends to help. Some skinhead yelled out, Suck my dick, Henry. Of course I won't do that, I said. I know how you skinhead boys are into other guys and shit, but I'm different. I like girls, I guess. I'm funny that way. But hey, man, if you guys like to suck cock, that's great. Good luck and bon appetit. A few more raps that went along the lines of, Let's see you be so bad in Watts where some 15-year-old kid will put a screwdriver through your head and laugh all the while as his friends fuck your woman and make you suck black dick. And some people are here almost ready for the army, except that in the army you can't be overweight and you have to work out a lot. And I know that would be a bit of a strain on your Budweiser routine. Some skinhead girls were flipping me off, and I just waved and said, Hi, fatty! Finally, after a while, after people started laughing at them too hard, they just kind of stood there except, of course, for the occasional cheap shot. During Louie Louie, some kids started untying my shoelaces. I slapped him and said, Don't do that, son. He looked at the bouncers and gestured to them, pointing to his face. For his trouble, a huge black bouncer escorted him out. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> 
Make no mistake, we played great last night. Some guy yelled, Disappointment, big time, Henry. I want a refund. That made me think to myself, if the crowd disappoints me, I should charge them an admission to get out. Well, that's Orlando. The skinheads were lucky to have the sense to go home. More and more I start to question why I'm doing what I'm doing. Greg doesn't like me much and thinks that I have ill feelings towards him. There's no convincing him otherwise. I respect Greg more than anyone I know. He's incredible. All of us in the crew are constantly amazed by his playing and his presence. He's totally non-stop. He makes me and Dukowski look like bums, no shit. I think that Black Flag is his second string project, his opening band, Gone, being the first. I think that the other members of Gone know that too. You can see it when they deal with the rest of Black Flag. It doesn't bother me. They're nice enough guys and incredible musicians. I think they give Greg a good run for his money. Gone is the tightest, most together band on this tour. They're always working on their music. I watched Greg play bass for almost five hours straight the other day. Sal doesn't even look at a bass until it's time to play. It shows, too. It embarrasses me sometimes. I don't know what I can do. What am I going to say? Hey, Sal, what the fuck? Don't you like playing? I don't know. It's hard to find people who really want to go out and do it. Sal's a fucking cool guy, but I don't know if he's cutting it. I hope he comes around. I don't think he will. But that's just what I think. I would love nothing more to be proven wrong. I think his woman in L.A. is giving him lots of shit about him being on tour. February 3rd, Charlotte, North Carolina. Feeling very run down today. The last few days have been good. The sets are starting to sound better every night. The shows in Athens were real good. We did a weekend at a place called the Uptown Lounge. The first night, Michael Stipe of R.E.M. came up and said hello. He suggested that we get together the next day and go hang out. Sounded like a good idea. The set went really good that night. During the encore, I collided with Greg's guitar. The tip of the tuning board caught me in the right eye. I almost vomited on stage. Headshots make me do that. The next day, we did some photo session for Interview Magazine. I probably looked wonderful with my right eye swollen shut. We'll see. Michael came and got me at the club around 2 p.m. We went here and there and basically hung out for about the next six or seven hours. We talked about all kinds of shit. Michael is definitely one of the coolest people I've ever met. A few hours ago, I was sitting out in front of the club where the owner came up to me and asked me a few questions about the band. He told me that apparently two gangs of skinheads from different towns are meeting here tonight to beat each other up. Why at our gig? Why not in an abandoned parking lot where no one will be there to see it? The fact that they need to do it at a show tells me a lot about them. They don't have the guts to do it where they won't be stopped. They need an audience. I thought they were supposed to be tough guys. February 4th, Greensboro, North Carolina. Last night's show was good. Lots of people. They seemed to be pretty good folks. Even though I was told later that at one point in a set a beer can went whizzing by my head. After the shows, these heavy metal women were sticking around. And of course, Sal and Anthony started talking to them. As I loaded out the equipment, my ears were being battered by some of the most vacant conversation imaginable. Anthony will talk to any female who sits still. He will talk about anything, no matter how boring it is. I guess he doesn't find it boring. We're playing at an armory. We are surrounded by army vehicles and barbed wire. The sound is terrible. It's all cement and steel. The echo never stops. What a depressing place to play. There's no place to go, eat, or anything. Men in fatigues are everywhere, milling around like cattle. No place to go, no place to escape, painted Willie's sound check. They are one of the most boring bands I have ever heard in my life. Sitting through their sound check and their set is cruel and unusual punishment as far as I'm concerned. 
Last night, some man came up to me and told me that John Lennon and John Rotten were his favorites. I said I hoped that I would last longer than Lennon. The guy got all offended and walked off in a huff. Fuck him. March 27th, Tucson, Arizona. Been about a month or so since I wrote in this book. That month was spent in L.A. Time spent home rarely has anything worth writing about. I spent a lot of time in the backyard and in the shed. Sometimes I like to take my chair outside and sit in the front of the shed door. I sit and look in the backyard. The trees are so thick that the neighbors would have a hard time looking in. I look at the pine tree, the hummingbirds, the offshore breeze, the sun. It makes me know that these days are numbered. You should see the view in the early part of the evening. Incredible. The way the sun comes through the avocado tree makes it look like the tree is performing some kind of slow, erotic fire dance. The floor of the yard is covered with pine needles, the needles of a giant pine tree that stands on the northern edge of the yard. There's nothing in the yard that can injure bare feet. The backyard is a very safe place. Sun, trees, birds, quiet. It's like a sunny womb. Every time I'm in there, I feel worlds away from the streets. Sometimes I don't venture out into the streets for two or three days straight. I won't set foot outside the front door. When I emerge onto the street days later, I feel at a loss at the language. It's so easy to forget. That's why I'm always glad to leave there, as nice as it is, numbered as the days are. When I leave the streets, I want to leave forever. The jumping in and out of the fire is too strenuous. When I want to get gone, I want to be all the way gone. In the backyard, the spell can be too easily broken by the ring of the telephone. From out of nowhere, I have to be with them again. Makes me think that a man with obligations is a fool. April 3rd, Morgantown, West Virginia. Played that show with Venom last night. I thought we played real good. When I came out on stage, I did some Satan raps and shit. The best one was, Give me an S, give me an A, etc. What does that spell? Satan! It was hot. The crowd was into it. I said, Hail Satan! Party hardy! Surf naked! It was hot. We dedicated a few numbers to Satan and had a wicked good time. Venom took almost an hour to get on stage. They had roadies tuning their guitars and shit. Finally, they hit stage. They were hilarious. It was like seeing Spinal Tap. The drummer had a guy that held an electric fan next to him to keep him high and dry. The singer-bass player, Drono, Bongo, Homo, whatever his name was, he had some great raps. He got the crowd to chant what I thought was black, funky metal over and over. And I thought that was pretty cool, and I thought that maybe I was wrong about these guys. I found out later that it was black fucking metal. Excuse me. I expected them to go into sex farm woman at any second. The guitar player was so shitty it was painful to hear him. I had a great time. Me and Joe and Sal were hanging in back saying, Hail Satan to people and prancing around like idiots. What a night. The bass player was hilarious. He would wiggle his tongue and roll his eyes, but he would also fix his hair every 15 seconds or so. After an hour of, I can't fucking hear you, they said, Good fucking night, New Fucking Jersey, and ran for the dressing room. As Drono or Phonos or whatever his name was was going to his motel destined ride, Joe jumped in front of him and laid a hail Satan on his ass. The drummer came into our dressing room and asked Anthony if he knew who was responsible for his drums being all fucked up. He also said they were having problems with their wardrobe. Aw oh shit, isn't that just awful? April 26th, Pittsburgh. Last night we played in Buffalo, New York. The promoters oversold the place. 
There was about seven or 800 people packed into a place that could have reasonably held about 500. The temperature in that place was intense. Sweat city. I hardly remember any of the set. It was so fucking hot. People grabbing at my face nonstop. People yanking my hair. Taking their shirts and soaking up my sweat with them. Taking my towels. What a trip. After the show, these guys who owned the hall freaked out and started chasing people around with bats and clubs. One guy nearly wailed Andrew from Gone with a Nightstick. They came busting into the dressing room, glowering and talking all tough and shit. Would have been great to have had a gun and wasted one or five of them. Here are these guys running around with weapons, waving them at a bunch of guys putting clothes on or loading out equipment. What a joke. Anyone with a weapon in their hand is a little man using a cannon for a microphone. It was hilarious. We're trying to load out. Excuse me, could you please get that baseball bat out of my face so I could get this cabinet into the truck? Oh, thank you very much. May 7th, Topeka, Kansas. Last few days have been a little rough. The other night in Champaign, Illinois, I clad with Joe on stage, resulting in a swollen nose and a small shiner. The next night was Carbondale, Illinois. A guy spat on me a couple of times and then got on the PA to jump off. I punched him off the stack. He ate shit on the floor. I broke his nose. He called the police on me. The filthy little prick called the pigs. I was loading out and all of a sudden there's a fucking pig in my face. That's great. They can do what they want because if it gets too heavy for them, they can always call their babysitter to come and arrest the big bad wolf. I didn't get arrested. The pig took all my info and he said he had to file a report. I'd like to see that guy get arrested in jail for spitting on me and wasting my time.
Nothing, old man. You shut up. 